Hello lovely souls. Welcome to the Two Souls One Chai podcast. With me Umair and my lovely wife Rabiel. This is a podcast where we talk about living a good story by sharing with you life and personal development advice. So grab a cup of chai and come join our conversations every Sunday evening. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Hello, hope all of you are having a great great weekend. Uh well we are back with our 10th episode of the Two Souls One Chai podcast. Well, uh you know first thing is if you were to ask us a couple of weeks back uh how this whole journey would shape up, I think neither Rabiel nor I uh, were aware of how everything would shape up uh, with what we're doing here at Two Souls One Chai. And Alhamdulillah, today we complete our 10 episodes of this very podcast. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. Actually, I can't believe we've done 10 episodes consistently. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a huge achievement. Yeah, I mean, we've done 10 episodes. We have done seven videos, in fact. Um, and a lot more, I think, blog posts, a blog is a lot more, uh, has a lot more things. Yes, definitely. Maybe, maybe like two more, <laughs> so 12, I guess, 12 articles. And then newsletters as well that we have been doing consistently. Well, uh, you know, thank you everyone uh, for tuning in uh, week in, week out uh, for those people that join us uh, or you're joining us for the f- very first time. Welcome on board. Uh, we have been doing this for, I think, almost three months now. Uh, you can visit our website at twosoulsonechai.com to follow our journey and what we have done so far. And uh, yeah, guys, for you that didn't get an update from us last week, we <laughs> only did the blog post and newsletter and we stopped at the video and podcast thanks to our second vaccination and a bit of laziness. I mean, I, we were quite optimistic. We thought that, you know what, we already got the first dose, so hopefully second dose won't, won't hit us that badly. But it kind of was pretty bad. But then it got better after like uh, three, four days, I think. Yeah. So, so, I mean, one thing good is we can take small breaks yeah. and then come back... Uh, but, you know, when we do that, we will still continue with the theme where we left up, uh, left off. So, the the theme that has been, you know, ongoing so far is stigmas in our society. So, Rabil, do you want to share what we have so far put across in the blog post and the video that we just did? Well, for the blog post, we actually talked about gender-based roles at home. So, yeah. you know, we discussed basically whether or not uh, do we actually need uh, do we actually need those uh, specific gender-based roles or can't we just help one another unconditionally, you know? Yeah. Certain things the men can do, certain things the uh, women can do at home and run it together, you know? So that's basically our take on gender-based roles. And yeah. then uh, for the YouTube video, we started a new, a brand new series, which is fully in Urdu and something we will be running every alternate week so that you know we can run unwind with the Khans concurrently so what we discussed in the very first episodes of Thori Chai Thori Bate that's the series name basic uh, by the way 
uh, we shared about the, the preconceived notions around susral, susral being in-laws. So, you know, uh, basically we discussed how our society have this negative image about susral. And even if, even if the susral turns out good, uh, people still cast uh, doubts on it. So we basically discussed about that. Why is that so? What can improve? How can uh, the susrals improve? And how can, you know, the daughter-in-laws and son-in-laws, you know, improve to make it a more positive experience? So that's what we talked about in the YouTube video. Yep. And, you know, uh, continuing with that uh, today in this podcast and the last part of this series, this ongoing uh, theme that we have is stigmas around mental health and we are specifically targeting young adults because young adults like ourselves uh, where people get affected mentally and the stigmas uh, that surround that in our society. Well, you know, uh, before we get started with today's episode, uh, we hope you have your cup of chai with you uh, and, you know, sip on your nice cup of chai and then uh, listen to this very episode and, and if you're not a chai person then just your favorite beverage would do oh yes it can be hot chocolate it can be coffee well it can be any or it can just thing. be water <laughs> yep if, if it was my friend Khatija or Sidra either one of them they'll probably be having a glass of water <laughs> yep and guys uh, you know what if you're liking this so far uh, follow our podcast, subscribe to it. Uh, if you can, you know, share it with your friends. Uh, it will mean a lot to us for, uh, you know, we're trying to build, uh, like we always say, we're trying to build a personal development social platform where we can bring people from all walks of life uh, into this platform where we can share a little, you share a little, and then, you know, we can learn something together. And at the end of the day, it's all about living the good story. Yep. All right. So, uh, you know what? Let's get down to today's topic, which is stigma around mental health. Of for, young adults. Yep. For the young adults. So, you know what? Let's, uh, Rabil, why not you start off with this, uh, share with us. What exactly is this stigma and how let's let's let, let's talk about a sig- stigma first mm-hmm. uh, what this stigma is and then um, then we can share our take on it yeah let's let's start from that well I think I think first of all the reason why we wanted to focus on young adults is I think ever since covid um, ever since covid we've been seeing a lot of cases of you know mental health in young adults. Turning, uh, I mean, like the bad consequences of it, you know. We've been seeing that quite a lot in our society, rec- more so recently, I feel. And I guess that is why Umar and I kind of wanted to discuss this. Um, actually, <laughs> I do want to talk about, you know, the recent case we had here in, in the schools and all. Well, not not specific cases, but you. I think a lot of, I think we all will agree with this, that we have seen a rise in, even suicide rates among young adults uh, way higher it's it's been way higher than it has been pre-covid i feel so it makes it even more important to discuss 
about mental health and why you know people should start seeking help for it so as for what you were mentioning the taboo itself what exactly is the stigma and i personally yeah. feel that um a lot of young adults are scared to either accept that they're struggling mentally or seek help for it because there's this fear you know that uh, it will affect their future opportunities and sadly that is actually the case i mean in reality that does happen a lot of times when you know you go for job interviews they do they, they do tend to do a background check and they do screen you and sometimes that particular um past experience of yours do affect your job opportunities as well which is a sad thing because why is it that uh when you are struggling on a physical level let's say you have a physical um problem you go to a doctor nobody really questions you for it but uh when you seek help for your mental health related mm-hmm. struggles uh, it's seen as a taboo or it's seen as something bad you know something that stains your um personality which is very contradictory i believe i feel that it should be treated like any other illness you know we treat so i guess that is the stigma around mental health yeah and you know i would like to take a step back over here because uh, while you were speaking i was trying to answer the question of why this stigma comes about or why do we have a stigma in general in our society and i personally believe that it often comes from a lack of understanding of fear you know it's an inaccurate or misleading media uh, representation of mel- uh, mental illness uh, that contributes to both these factors so you know if you look at it um, at, at the stigma itself there is a, there is a public stigma yeah uh, you know which involves the negative attitude uh the other people have to with men, uh, mental illness uh, there is this self stigma you know a lot of people don't realize that they themselves have stigmatized mental illness or the mental well-being Definitely. so you know there you have inter- you have an internalized shame process uh, or, or you know uh, you don't want to look at it as a condition and then uh, where you mention where people actually go for jobs uh potentially looking f- seeking for jobs and then there are background checks that happen so that is institutional stigma because yes. we are afraid when we actually interact with um these institute these organizations it will intentionally or unintentionally limit opportunities for people with uh mental health uh but this goes beyond that as well you know this stigma not only directly affects individuals with mental illnesses but also the loved ones who support them often including yes. family members so you gave a very detailed yeah because as, as you were speaking <laughs> you know uh, this came up in my mind and and i think there's this whole thing you know we're talking about young adults and uh, specifically because we belong to um uh, asian society if you look at the you know stigma around mental illness um it stems off a little from uh, racial and ethnic communities as well i i think different societies view it differently uh, if you look at that you know um at the asian culture uh, in in general because i think 
That's mm. where we belong, so we can speak a little more on that. Seeking professional help for mel- a mental illness may be counter to culture values yeah. uh, of Sad strong family, emotional restraints, and avoiding shames. And, you know, I was actually reading um, a research while preparing for this. It's not only in Asian societies. If we look at the uh, African-American communities, um, they, there's a stigma there because of the distrust of the mental health care system, uh, which becomes a barrier for them to seek mm. help. So, I guess... In itself, right, um, it's the the way things around us influence our perceptions and stigma. And in the end, it becomes a wrong representation of it. So I think, uh, again, ju- just, to, just to share, there, you know, in this, there is the public stigma, yeah. self-stigma, there is the institutional st- stigma, which a lot of young adults face. Uh, guys, so, you know, if you're listening, uh, this is not just for young adults. Um, mental health happens across all the whole spectrum. Definitely. Uh, but we're touching a little more on the young adults because uh, we're trying to put in our perspective to mm-hmm. it. Um, and, and you know, it's said that actually about 50% of people, they get affected uh, by any mental illness. Uh, they don't seek help. Yeah, and a lot of times, I don't know, um, they don't seek help because of this stigma, right? That exactly. is the main issue here. Yes. It's the stigma that prevents them. I guess it's in their head that, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of times, especially in our society, if you have a mental health related issue, they would just be like, uh, suck it up, you know, just get up and... get going like they don't treat it as a problem I feel exactly and it's the same thing that I see because as being Pakistanis uh, in a a Muslim household uh, in Muslim society a lot of times uh, what I've seen around uh, me I've heard from friends from people that actually uh, going through some kind of mental uh, challenges uh, what people will say is you know in Urdu would be Namaz parlo, sab theek ho jayega. I just had the same thought and, in my mind. And, you know, and what it means is, just pray and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. But what I, I believe and I think a lot of people do as well is dua and dua are both needed. Mm-hmm. Yes, you need the prayers, but at the same time you need the medication. It cannot be either or. It has mm-hmm. to work hand in hand. I mean, you put your faith in your Rabb, you mm-hmm. put your faith in your God, but at the same time, that same very God has told you that, you know, use your brain. There are uh, ways around mm-hmm. it. There is a fix to a problem. Do approach it. But the problem is, we do not want to do that. And I feel it's even like, I do agree with Umar. Because when I was also struggling with my anxiety, it was always like, you know, go and pray it will be okay and to a certain extent that is true 
Yeah. However, even our Dean, even Allah tells us that I only help those who help themselves first. Yeah. And at the same time, like like Omar says, every every illness has a cure given by Allah. Yes. So it's it's up to us if we want to go and find that. And we are also told to have faith in Allah and have you know trust that the outcome is in His hands. But do the do your due uh, diligence. You know, like I I would just like to like uh, share a hadith where you know Rasul Sallallahu said that tie your camel. And then have tawakkul to Allah. Yeah. And then have faith in Allah. So you have to first do something before you have faith in Allah. So yes, prayer and making dua, all of these things helps. But first and foremost, you also have to do uh, something to help yourself as well. 100%. Um, and, you know, so we have now so far given a broad uh, overview of this thing myself. Um, how society looks at it, how we look at it. Um, and, you know, truly, you know, it, it, I was looking at this study done in 2016 on stigmas, uh, where they actually concluded there is no country, society or culture where people with mental illness have the same societal value as people without mental illness. Interestingly, there is no society out there. So whether you are in the first world, in the, in the developing world, in the third world, it is still a stigma. Mm-hmm. We do not give it equal importance. And, you know, since we're given an overview of what the stigma is, and I think we should actually share a little with our audience on the harmful effects of stigma and discrimination. Because mm-hmm. now, now we have accepted, well, yes, there is the stigma. That's how people look at it. What's your take? How does it affect people around us? Well, it seems like we're having a very serious, yeah, serious deep conversation and we've not even touched our chai so far. (laughs) Uh, But please don't be like us. Uh, Continue (laughs) sipping on your cup of chai uh, while you listen. Uh, but I guess, you know, uh, Rabil and I, sometimes when we have discussions... Yeah. Um, I mean, I, before... It goes quite deep. Yeah, before we even start the podcast, we have like a rough uh, discussion, right? Yeah. But it's never this deep. And then it's no. only when we start talking and I'm just like, Omar, you didn't discuss... I mean, in my mind, I'm just like, he didn't discuss this with me. <laughs> but the thing is... it kind of It kind of comes up while talking about it. So, no matter how much we research when we actually start talking, more things come up and then it becomes a more fruitful uh, conversation. And you know, Either that or he just hides things from me and doesn't tell me what he's going to say. <laughs> That's why I spend 30 minutes in the toilet. Uh, I see. <laughs> researching, preparing for the D-Day. But you know, the funny thing is... But I feel... Okay, then you can is, share first. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm being nice to you. Thank you. But the funny thing is, you know, just before we started recording this podcast... Uh, I think both Rabbi and I were quite uh, lazy. It's, it's a lazy Sunday. Yeah, for some reason. I felt like napping, you know. Yeah, and I actually slept a lot, by the way. But I just wanted to sleep even more. Yeah. Like, I guess that's how Sundays are. You know, you just want to be lazy. But in our case, we can't be lazy because Sundays is where we record podcasts for you guys. So, yeah. And, and, and I'm glad uh, when we started speaking. Uh, not sure where the energy came from. But yeah, it came and... I guess um, I guess that's that's when you know you're working on your passion, you're working on your 100%. purpose. Like no matter how tired you are, the moment you start doing it, 
the motivation comes, you know. So, Alhamdulillah. But okay, before we actually go into the negative cons, there are harmful effects ne- of negative stigma. circumstances of it. I was just thinking, like, don't sorry, I just cracked my <laughs> fingers. Knuckles. Knuckles. Okay, knuckles. So, fingers. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, like, even before we go to that, don't you think that uh, growing up, we are not really taught how to. Um, process our thoughts our emotions a lot of times it's just brushed away and it's and you just have to deal with it yourself and sometimes it either turns into suppression you end up suppressing your feelings and emotions and thoughts and it does show as negative consequences later on in the future or you just end up the, the other extreme which is obsessions about your thoughts and feelings because you genuinely are not thought on how to process these emotions and thoughts. So I was, yeah. just, so I was just wondering, you know, it's just a question. I don't really have an answer to it, but don't you think that perhaps maybe this could be taught in schools? Like like this should be a subject on its own or at home at least we should be teaching our kids how to regulate their emotions, how to process their thoughts. And maybe if that, that first stage is, you know, kind of like accomplished, then maybe we might not have that many mental health illnesses. I was just thinking. Well, I definitely agree. The, if, if we just look at our society and uh, you know the society that we belong to or the community, what happens is from the young, if you see a child uh, whose behavior is a little more aggressive, a child that um, is more quiet, is more kept to him or herself, or there are signs of depressions, uh, we do not uh, take a serious look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the education system, uh, sadly, it's only evolving now uh, where they're starting to take this uh, a little more seriously because I think at the start of the podcast, you did mention, you know, there were some unfortunate incidents where mm-hmm. a child uh, uh, may have uh, some uh, mental uh, illness uh, have actually seeked uh, professional help previously um, and yet went on to commit uh, a crime. So, keeping all that, I think after that incident, what we see in the news also is that now the education system is trying to ensure that there is more support given yeah. to students like these. Um, and definitely, you know, if you have that background at home, uh, where parents, uh, where children have a space to speak to their parents. they If not uh, at home, they have a space to speak to someone when they're attending school. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of things can be addressed before they aggravate. aggravate. What happens to it is, we, uh, it's, it's similar to global warming. Okay, uh, what people say is it, there is global warming that's happening and if we don't do anything right now, uh, maybe in the next couple of years, it will be too late. So by the time, I think a lot of... Uh, well, what, what we see is when people address uh, mental health or person with mental health, it has already happened. Yeah. No one addressed it while uh, the person was going through that uh, no phase more. of uh, challenges. So, so maybe it's more of like prevention, you know. Why why don't we do things to even... To like, you know, prevent it in the first place. Yeah, what happens is let, let's not firefight 
let's ensure that the fire never starts. Yeah, and I feel sorry. Can I say? Something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I feel like now I need to I need to check with mm. Mary. I don't want to interject anymore. I'm I'm getting mature in this. <laughs> yeah, I think after ten episodes, uh, you finally learned. But. I was just thinking, like you know, even in schools, like you mentioned, uh, now they're taking it seriously, and you know, now they're doing things, especially because of the cases that have uh, arised. But again, I just feel like, again, I just feel like <laughs> it's not enough. I just think that it's still very one-off. For example, when I used to go for a training, I used to train um, students in life skills, right? But again, I just feel like that's very one-off. It happens, let's say, once every semester. But shouldn't there be something that makes it a continual, a continual learning thing, con- continuous learning process, so that it become it really becomes a life skill? I feel. I, I believe that is what they're trying to do now. Uh, if you actually were to read right uh, the papers, what they're trying to do is they are trying to actually make this part of the whole learning curriculum. Yes, I hope that happens. It, it does, but uh, you know, if it doesn't, then it reminds me of the movie Joker. I, I don't think you've watched it. I've not that, watched it. I, I tend to avoid such movies. <laughs> but if you actually look at it, you know, the, the, the main character who eventually becomes Joker um, had been going through uh, mental illness. You know, he's a person with me- mental illness who becomes extremely violent um, over time. It's because what it's shown is at that point when he's going through all this uh, uh, turmoil in his life, no one addresses it. No one, even the healthcare. Uh, when he he went to uh, when he goes to meet social workers or healthcare workers, they actually tell him that he might cut off his uh, sessions. Um, so you know that is happening. Cut off his sessions? Why? Because he's actually uh, assigned to. Uh, a social worker who speaks to him, I think, on a weekly basis, on a regular basis. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't exactly rem- remember the plot, but for some reason, I remember where she tells him that this might be the last session with him. Which she couldn't do it. Yeah, uh, for I can't remember the reason. So yeah, Clearly, I've not watched the movie. <laughs> but, you know, it happens a lot in society. We <clears throat> do not address the problem while it's happening. And by the time it happens, we're like, oh, damn, now we got to fight the fire. Mm-hmm. So, but sometimes it's uh, too late. Exactly. You know? That stage is pretty That's what I'm saying. We shouldn't fight the fire. We should prevent... Uh, the, the problem itself. Exactly. You, you should fireproof everything. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's an ideal world, you know. We, we really guess, hope we get that. But I guess you can't really... We can't really fireproof it because... No matter what, I mean, in life, you will have ups and downs and you will go through um, mental struggles, not mental health, but like just struggles mentally, emotionally. So I guess just having that skill or tool to cope with that, that itself will also help a lot. Exactly. There must be enough opportunities or enough outlets in society where people can uh, tap onto these these resources mm-hmm. uh, that could help them through yes, the times. Well, uh, you know, so answering your question, now uh, moving on to uh, the, the question that we actually had uh, is the harmful effects of stigma and discrimination, you know. So, uh, from what I have seen, you know, uh, if there is discrimination it itself, you know, I think it's clear, it contributes to the worsening symptoms and reduced likelihood of getting treatment. So... A lot of people, uh, you know, uh, when they have st- self-stigma, uh, when they themselves look at it, that they don't want to accept 
that they may have a mental issue going on mm-hmm. um or or you know our society makes it look that way it it basically reduces hope for people it lowers their self esteem um it it becomes difficult for people to even hold social relationships um and there's difficulties at work and eventually what happens is people do not want to continue with the treatment hope they, is hope is really important in this exactly case. you know uh, i think without hope nothing yeah like okay can, can continue can continue no well you can continue no, i don't know if it if it's even related to this no, but go, <laughs> yeah. just like hope came to my mind and i'm just like well i feel like if you remove hope from the equation like if 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 it's a whole nation right if you remove hope from it the nation can't survive well exactly so hope keeps us going Mm. Uh not sure it was related I just wanted to say it. <laughs> yeah. But you know uh at the end of the day is if there is going to be discrimination uh, people are going to be reluctant to seek help mm. or even treatment. Mm. Um so yeah I guess uh if I would you know just list down some harmful effects of this discrimination itself it's there there. What's what? your take? Sorry, what? You zoned out. No, no, no. You said you're going to list down. What did you say? I really listed list? down. I listed down. Oh. No, oh. but the list was the fact that, you know, they uh, they don't go for the treatment and all. Yeah, so so basically, you know, my... my I guess point. we did cover the negative uh, impacts well while we were introducing yeah, the stigma know, itself. Yeah, so, you know, I was just trying to... Um, but that's like the one main negative impact. Yeah, the the effects of stigma and discrimination is not just reduced uh, hope. There is the lower self esteem, uh, difficulties with social relationships, uh, difficulties at work, and what I feel eventually is the reduced likelihood of staying with treatment. So now I, that's I, a list. I I mentioned it earlier, and I had to repeat really? it two times for our audience. Really, guys? Yes, sorry. you should listen to the podcasting. <laughs> so sorry. Uh huh. No, but you actually listed it right now. Initially, it was all uh, compiled into one sentence. So I just thought that okay, that's just one. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you should listen to the podcast again. <laughs> You're zoning out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's a Sunday, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. I guess we can go to solutions now, maybe. Yeah, Or yeah. Tips. Um, you know, before we do that, uh, I I just want to add on, you know, uh, on how we address this stigma. Um, you know, I I or, or, or I think we add in the tips part here as well. You know, so so just we can start first. So we can uh, wrap up this episode uh, as well after we have done this part. I I think. Um, Oh wow. You know, if if you actually know of someone or in contact with someone with men- mental illness, uh well, one of I think one of the best ways to reduce the stigma is to actually speak. Speaking out, allowing allowing people to speak out and sharing their stories can have a positive impact. Um a community basically. And and you know, yeah, exactly. And when we personally know someone with uh when them going through mental challenges it becomes less less scary for us yes uh because we try to avoid people like this but if you actually take your time out to spend time with these people it could in the surprising thing it could be your spouse it could be your best friend mm-hmm. your family member 
and you never know who is going through what kind of uh, mental uh, uh, challenge uh, in, in, in their lives. So if you just take the time to have a conversation with them, they may seem very normal to us. In fact, they are normal. Yeah. You know, we, we're trying it's to say okay. it's okay. But you yourself uh, will stop fearing this whole uh, thing uh, in itself. So, uh, and interestingly, you know, about three in four young teens seeking information online about depression said they were looking for personal uh, solutions uh, from people who had suffered in the past. So, if you have gone through such a challenge in life, if you are someone that has gone through uh, a mental um, illness or uh, a part of your life where you face with mental struggles, if you can actually share with people, I think sto- stories, personal experiences are mm-hmm. very strong. They they affect people a lot more than theories uh, because it feels more humane. Yes. If I have gone through some challenges in my life and I have overcome then don't be shy to put it out there. And I guess that is what we are trying to do with Two Souls, One yes. Chai. Um, from day one, we, we made sure that, uh, you know, we still put it out there. We are no experts. We are no PhD doctorates in in life. Mm. But we are just two people walking this, this journey. And we hope where we are walking, it becomes a garden. And while we go, we actually are just trying to uh, share people on how to plant their own trees that can shade them in life and eventually live a good story. Yes. So I think community, community, having a community and support itself can be very, very healing. Yeah. Like if you can just share your struggles uh, with other people, like what Omer mentioned, yeah. you know, share your story. Not only does it help you because it gives you perspective, it gives you a sense of purpose. Yeah. And at the same time, uh, it helps others too because they realize that they are actually not alone and that, hey, actually this is normal. It's it fine. It is normal, yeah. It is normal because like any other illness, it's okay to get sick, right? It's okay to get sick. Eventually, you do get healed. You do get cured. So exactly. it is fine. So community, again, like Omer mentioned, that is the whole concept of Two Souls, starting Two Souls, One Chai, is to give everyone a community, a platform where they can come, share their stories, or if they don't want to share, at least, you know, maybe get exposure or awareness that maybe they're not alone, you know, there's someone out there who can relate to them. So we really, really hope that Two Souls, One Chai can be that home for others, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, we, we have spoken quite a fair bit uh in this episode, we are almost at a 33-minute mark of the main segment. Um, and, and we're going to wrap up in the next couple of minutes. But just before we wrap up, we want to offer some suggestions about what we can do as individuals to help to reduce the stigma of mental illness around mm-hmm. us. So, you know, first one is I think we have already mentioned, which is talk openly yes. about mental health. Share it with people. It could be through your writings. It could be on your social media. It could be you having your own podcast around that. I'm sure it could become a big thing. Mm. 
videos, um, uh, simple short videos about your experiences and stories with people, I think. Can I do a self-promotion? <laughs> yes, please go ahead. I always do that. Yeah, Omar always does but that. But I so. stopped it because I think my own personal blog, I slowed down over no, the past so, couple so of weeks. No, so have I. So have I. I've also completely... But you can always visit rabil.net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the whole, the reason behind starting that a couple of years back was to share my story of you know struggling with anxiety how I coped with it how the things I learned over time so yeah. although I've stopped writing on that platform because I'm fully focusing on two souls one chai but I feel uh, it's still I mean the website still exists there are a lot of blog posts there that maybe perhaps might help you guys so do check it Thanks out quite good some stuff on your social media your your Instagram and Facebook page handle. Uh, My Instagram page handle is Rabiel Blogs. So either that or you can go to rabiel.net and you know there is still a lot of articles over there that perhaps I hope can help people understand uh, mental health uh, in a better way. Yeah. So just a little self promotion there. This episode was proudly sponsored <laughs> by Rabiel.net. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that gets that's a good link to another another tip we discussed about, which is to educate yourself. Yes, you know it's um, you should educate yourself and others uh to this whole thing you know mm-hmm. respond to uh misperceptions or negative comments by sharing facts and experiences um mm-hmm. if you belong to an asian society like ours and i think the, the the elder generation the older generation they may have a different uh they may have a misperception of this so um, if we have educated ourselves, I think we can share that information with them. We can share information with our family and peers. So if there is someone around us in our community itself uh, and they have, uh, they're going through a, a phase of their life uh, where they, are in, they have encountered some mental challenges or mental illness, we should address it. You know, let's, let's not shy away from it. I think, I think Omar is a living example of <laughs> that tip because I, I do I do appreciate the fact that you know when I shared my struggles with Omar he didn't judge me for it he didn't push me away f- because of mm-hmm. that he actually really researched a lot and I'm really very grateful for it he researched a lot and he helped me actually so yeah, in for, fact read books yeah read books. because I'm, I'm, I'm a very uh, curious person so he read yeah I remember you did read yeah. at the start of our relationship so he read a lot he he not just read but helped me also he used to send me articles mm-hmm. and all of those things I believe now if I'm at a better stage better place is has a lot to do with Umar's acceptance of it him, him educating himself and in sharing it and know, sharing it educating with me. Uh, so I could implement yeah, it. Yeah, self-education. You see, because there's a self-stigma and there's self-education as well. So I guess that um, goes hand in hand. Thank uh, you. Welcome. <laughs> and you know, guys, uh, the next suggestion that we have is be conscious of your language. You know, remind people that words matter. And I always, uh, I've said this a couple of times prior. You know, today uh, we... We, we very easily we say ah oh, oh, damn I'm depressed ah hmm. oh, damn you know I'm depressed because of work and so forth but it's because of language like this we have lost the gravity of depression it seems that everyone around us is depressed we sometimes confuse stress burden overworked with depression 
And when someone genuinely walks up to us and says uh, that he or she is going through depression, we're like, ah, well, that's what my friend said it's yesterday. Normal. It's normal. Everyone is depressed. Probably I'm depressed as well. So I, I think we've got to be conscious of the words that we use. And the words, you know, what I feel is the way we express ourselves especially. Yeah, I think I, I think I really correct in this sense because a lot of not just the word depressed a lot of people casually use the word OCD as well oh he, yes oh he has OCD because just because someone is very organized and very neat oh my god he has OCD a lot of people don't realize OCD is a very difficult and serious mental condition that people just casually use it's yeah. not just about being organized and neat it's a, a lot to do with your obsessive thoughts as well yeah. You know, repetitive compulsions. A lot of people don't know this. They just use it very casually. Yeah, and and if you actually do realize OCD, uh, I, I'm, I think anyone and everyone can get affected by it. I still remember there was a time uh, um, where, where I, I had this, this OCD where if I was to touch a doorknob to open it, I had to ensure that I touch it again to wipe it clean. <laughs> and then I went on for, for, I think, a couple of months. And and th- this was way back in secondary school. And then for me, what I did was I basically told myself, well, why am I trying to wipe it clean? It, it's not as if the hands are touched with, uh, to initially open the door were dirty. Mm. And wiping it with the same hands doesn't help because I'm not using a cloth. Yes. And I said, if my hands are d- dirty and I'm opening it and wiping it again, it's going to get more dirty. Yeah. So that there was an actually OCD for a couple of months. Yes, and OCD. So, it, it, it's a challenge. You know that something is there, uh, but you don't know how to do it. But mine, I, I, I'm glad that it was on a very minor level. Yes. And I, I managed to overcome it. I was just about to say there's like a spectrum of, like there's different kind of OCDs. Exactly. So, shouldn't so casually use it to the point that when it when it is actually affecting someone seriously you don't take it seriously yeah you know well uh, the next point that I want to share is encourage equality I think which you mentioned earlier as well so I think we don't have to go in detail but you know quickly is there needs to be equality between physical and mental illness uh, we have draw comparisons to how we would treat someone with cancer or diabetes so let's uh, encourage equality mm-hmm. the next is you know let's show some compassion yes f- uh, for those with men- mental illnesses and if we are actually going through one let's stop stop st- self-stigma let let's show some personal compassion. Uh, compassion self-compassion you know and next let's be honest and treatment you know and i think i think on top of compassion, also acceptance. You know, yeah, we have to be we have to be more accepting of our struggles and humanizing them, realizing that it is human to go through these things. You know, like any other illnesses. Yeah. So, and and how we do that is be honest about treatment. You know, normalize mental health treatment, just like other healthcare treatments, and. Uh, I think you have a few things you may want to mention as well. I do have a few things, but they're not really solutions to the stigma itself, more so tips on improving your mental health. Yeah, if you are someone that I think uh, you're going through a mental challenge yes. or, 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 or a phase where you know you, you feel like um, 
So, it's getting tough. Yes. So some, How some do you deal them, with that? Some of them are overlapping, of course, with the solutions to the stigma itself. Yeah. You know, so like talking to someone. And, and I just wanted to mention, actually, that um, if you are someone who's a bit hesitant to talk to a professional, maybe you can confide in someone you can talk to easily and yeah. who you know may be educated in that particular area and can give you a better perspective. So, you know, that can perhaps help. I personally got a lot of help through meditation. I, I meditated, I started meditation a couple of years back and I would say that it really got me out of my anxiety and for those who want to try out meditation and you know you're new to it you want to get down to the basics of it you can try headspace it's a very basic app that it teach you the foundations and you can do it on a daily basis for just like two three minutes also right yeah so that i feel can help and another thing that i personally got help from and i think a lot of people might agree with it is practicing gratitude whether it's in the form of journal or whether it's just mentally you know verbalizing it uh, you know, just listing down the things you're grateful for, even if it's just one thing every day you're yeah. grateful for. Because I truly believe it's about perspective, right? If you can yeah. change your mindset, if you can shift your mindset uh, to a mindset of gratitude instead of mindset of lack, you will realize that actually I have a lot of abundance in my life. Yep. So gratitude can also help you perhaps. And the last thing that I feel can also help you, which we mentioned earlier, is relying on Allah, you know. 100%. Like, a lot of people don't know this or don't realize this, but Islam actually is a huge advocate of mental health, uh, mental well-being. Yeah. You know, there are so many uh, du'as that you can read to, you know, seek refuge from anxiety. The fact that uh, these are available shows that, you know, Islam actually accepts the fact that humans do go through mental health-related issues. That is why, you know... That itself, relying on Allah, you know, uh, reflecting on the Quran and things that can help us in, in terms of mental health, I think that also gives us a lot of perspective. Yeah, and you know, uh, I think at the end of the day, what we want to do is choose empowerment over shame. Mm. I actually read this, someone uh, responded to a question uh, on social media where someone asked, uh, how do you fight stigma? And I think the, the best answer that I read was uh, by Val Fletcher. Uh, it said, I fight stigma by choosing to live an empowered life. To me, that means owning my life and my story and refusing, uh, refusing to allow others to dictate how I view myself or how I feel about myself. So, you know, at the end of the day, well, the stigma is there, the discrimination is there. We need to put in specific efforts to break the silence that surrounds the topic of mental illness. And it starts from you. Well, yes. It all starts from you. Oh, yes. <sighs> wow. That was quite a heavy topic and I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope we managed to cover as much as possible and... Yeah, do let us know if there's something else that you guys want help in or advice in. We would love to talk about that particular topic. Oh, yes, 100%. You know, uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I am 
<laughs> Silence. Bawal, I am. It's like I'm reflecting too on yeah. all the things, all the things Omar shared, all the things I said. Sometimes things well, just I'm, come up, you know. Exactly, and I'm glad that we actually did this. Um, this theme itself it addressed a lot of things in our society we have seen, experienced. And, uh, you know, really just putting it out there to share with you guys and hopefully it helps. Uh, so, you know what, guys? Um, stay tuned for the last segment. Uh, we actually will share how you can reach out to us, uh, get connected to us. And, well, um, for the main segment itself, uh, thank you for listening in. Thank you. And we'll see you uh, in, in the next segment. Uh, and, you know what? Stay safe and... Would love to hear your feedbacks. See you guys next week. All right, guys, stay tuned to the last segment. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of the Two Souls One Chai podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow and subscribe to us. And if you found something of value, do share it on your social media platform and tag us. We can be found on Facebook. Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Moreover, we would like to thank Anchor, which allows us to create these amazing episodes and bring it to you all. And if you have any questions or thoughts, hit us up on hello at twosoulsonechild.com and don't forget to follow our website for more content each week. Till then, take care and, and Allah, Allah Hafiz! Hafiz.